0: And welcome to another installment of Diary of an Exvangelical. This is the podcast where we talk about issues regarding evangelical Christianity and point out the problems. I'm Marie and for four years I was a Catholic in an evangelical church. I am now Back to being a Catholic in a non-evangelical church. (laughs) I never have a good intro for this, but I do want to point out that I do not intend to slander. And if I do, I apologize if you took it the wrong way. And remember, I do have First Amendment rights, just like the evangelicals. (laughs) So, this is the season one finale and my season one has been all about pop culture i am actually a bit of a pop culture nerd so maybe that's why i have talked about everything from god's not dead to television to music i even talked about harry potter and twilight and i know I know there's probably a shitload of Robert Pattinson fans who listened to that one, and they were like, are we really going to hell? Let me assure you, Pattinson's Army, you are not going to hell. You are awesome as fuck. And I love you. (laughs) So, today we are talking about Pokemon. Yes, kids? pokemon now there's a reason why i want to talk about pokemon and it's because pokemon kind of had a bit of a comeback in the last couple of years or so thanks to a little game that you can get for your android or ios device called pokemon go now for those of you that don't know anything about pokemon go here's how it works you're basically using this game on your phone. It's a free download on your app store, and you know you can get it from you get it from iOS. You can get it from Google Play. I've actually played this before, so I do know some things about it. And Pokemon Go is considered an augmented reality mobile game. It was a collaboration between Nitanic, which is famous for a lot of augmented reality games. I, I think they had one. I'm actually looking this up very quick. Yeah, I was right. It was called Ingress, which was kind of an augmented reality game where you had to interact with these different portals. And it's, it had like a sci-fi Kind of backstory to it. I never played Ingress. So I don't really know too much about it. But I have played Pokemon Go. So I do know some things about it. Like I said Pokemon Go. Is an augmented reality game. And basically. It uses the GPS. On your mobile device. To locate capture. And train. These virtual versions. Of Pokemon characters. And you know. Pokemon characters. I know we all have heard of them, like Pikachu. Ring a bell to anybody? Or maybe, um, oh, I don't know, Arcanine. I mean, there are so many different ones. But you, but basically, you capture these these Pokemon, and you can train them. You can, you can change them into stronger and bigger beings you can you can go into like gyms and play with and like do battles and there are raids where you can get pokemon characters that you might find anywhere else and you know there's just so many different ways that they have done this and it's you know, it's a free to play game, but it also has the freemium mode which is where you can you can do like in-app purchases to get like more pokemon balls and you know, bigger storage for more pokemon virtual stuff. And it's it's actually very popular. It, you know, over over Billion downloads of Pokemon Go. And I know we have seen pictures on social media where people have taken screen grabs of a Pokemon in, say, their home like I'm, or their office. Like I saw one where somebody encountered a Pikachu in their office and they had the screen grab and it had Pikachu sitting on sitting on their computer keyboard. It was kind of funny, actually. Um, but also but also there's like I said, there are different like gyms and they and pokey stops, which you know, the pokey stops are basically these little things you can you can tap on and you know you spin the little stop on the game and you can get like Balls and raspberries, which are used to help help keep the Pokemon in the ball, and you know they they found that there was some issues with that because there was one where at one point there were a couple that were like in really dicey places, like one that was at in the demilitarized zone, which is that. In Korea, which is right along the border between North and South Korea, and you know there was one at a Taliban base, which they since deleted. But for the most part, like you could find them, you could find a Pokemon gym or a PokeStop anywhere. Like for instance, where I live, there are tons of PokeStops. Almost every church. Has a Pokemon gym. It's insane. And. You know. So. So there are so many different. Things with it. And you know you could just. You could just download it. And play it yourself. And you could also look online. About. About the different. Different things you can do with Pokemon. But reason why I'm talking about Pokemon today is because kind of it's kind of something that I was thinking about because uh, you know about a couple months ago I was talking with a woman that she's she's a minister and she she um, was in an evangelical setting now she's more non-denominational. And she and I are like roughly about the same age. I think she's like a couple years older than me. And she she brought up how when she was growing up, the Smurfs, which I absolutely like the Smurfs. Don't get me wrong. The Smurfs were considered satanic and wrong. And, you know, I mean, I grew up around... I really came to age around the nineties, and I remember they would say the same thing about the Simpsons, which I thought was insane because I happened to like The Simpsons. They said the same thing about South Park, and I like early South Park, so I thought that was a little insane, but I was also thinking but I was thinking more Pokemon because of something that happened to me. In the evangelical church, this was when Pokemon Go was first introduced around, I'm gonna say it was around 20, 2016, 2017, if you will. And, you know, there was this little girl, and she happened to like Pokemon. And there were a couple of little kids that liked Pokemon. And, you know, I remember I used to always see, like, their parents with the Pokemon game in their phone. This was out of vacation Bible school. And it was at the church I was at at the time. And I remember this little boy. He had to be about six or seven years old. He looked at me and he said, my dad said that Pokemon is wrong the actual fuck? You gotta tell a little six-year-old who is probably around a lot of kids in in his neighborhood that play Pokemon that it's wrong? Are you insane? And I should have known because this kid would, would walk in and he would say about like about like how he could only watch like certain Certain things. And they weren't like the popular things that kids were really into. Like Spongebob. Or. Trying to think of another one the kids are really into now. Paw Patrol I think is also one that comes to mind. But. Like. He couldn't watch Nicktoons. He couldn't watch. Couldn't watch Cartoon Network. And. And. His father said that Pokemon was pure evil. Of course, I, I had an issue with this, with this man because the same man tried to tell me that Apple products are, are evil and wrong and he would go on a rant about Apple and even though my cell phone is an Android because of financial reasons, I use Macs because of my work with multimedia so, yeah, I had a huge issue with that. and But I remember when this kid said that I was sitting there and I was just dumbfounded. And I didn't think anything of it at the time. I, just, I was just like, you know what? You know what? Who cares? But now that I look back on it, and keep in mind, I left this church and evangelical Christianity around 2020. It was right at the start of the COVID pandemic. And, you know, I ended up eventually going back to the Catholic Church. But, you know, I've also been around, like, other Christians who are non-denominational and they don't really adhere to the evangelical conspiracy theories, if you will. So, uh, that's why I look back on it and I'm like... You gotta be shitting me. But I started looking it up, and here there are mixed things about Pokemon, which is insane. And first off, I'm looking at Reddit. Yes, kids, I am looking at Reddit. And there was something on Reddit where this user asked, why are Pokemon considered evil or satanic among some evangelicals and fundamentalists? Where did this idea come from and why did it spread so much? And here I'm looking all through this stuff and there is one reply. It's from a user that goes by the screen name Bing Bong the Archer 19. Very clever name. And he wrote. He or she, depending on their gender, wrote, a lot of the problem stems from evangelicals' extreme fear of anything that deals with the occult. This can lead to overreaction, and anything that can possibly be constructed as occult as occultish gets a bad rap. So in the case of Pokemon, the problem was with the psychic and ghost type Pokemon. Now, I'm going to digress for a second on that one. Because the psychic and Pokemon ones they're, they're probably talking about. Are characters like the Psyduck and the Ghastly. To give an example to the Pokemon fans that are listening. Okay, so, so Bing Bong the Archer 19 goes on to say. I specifically remember references to Haunter and Gengar which, again, they're ghost Pokemon, combined with lyrics from the theme song about finding the power that's inside. And some put those two things together and claimed that the ghost and psychic type Pokemon wanted to possess children that played the game. And I actually have to agree with this guy or girl. On this one it says it's all pretty ridiculous and getting a basic understanding of the game destroys any semblance of relation to the occult but to people who didn't play the games hearing about psychic and ghost Pokemon and references to possession sounds like the occult so it was easy to prey on fears okay that's one argument now there was another response from a Pokemon user that goes by I mean a Reddit user that goes by Damon Master of Karate. And they wrote, I think Pokemon being a foreign cartoon care cartoon game franchise, which seems kind of strange at first glance if you weren't familiar with Japanese toys such as played. Played a p- and such played a part, especially how, especially with how it exploded in popularity and was everywhere. And they also said, and this is one that I read on several articles, and it says I also heard that the whole evolution aspect played a part as well. And you know, if you if you look, you know, if you're ever on Reddit and you came across this. This thread, you would see so many arguments about the Satanism, occultism, the evolution thing. Like Adversary 6 says they argue Pokemon encourages Satanism, occultism because the kids because it has kids controlling monsters with gym badges, similar to le- the Legend of Solomon processing a ring that allows him to control various demons. So I guess they would have also a problem with Lord of the Rings and adversary 6 also also says they also thought the the pokemon evolving was based on darwin's theory of evolution part of it has also to do Part of it also has to do with just how popular Pokemon was among kids in the 90s. In a lot of Christian communities, it is believed that Satanism, Satan likes to brainwash children by hiding in the media to lure them in. And, of course, he says the same thing happened with Harry Potter. Which is true, because I have actually heard that argument among very conservative Roman Catholics. I mean, although to be honest with you, I never really read the Harry Potter books. I saw the movies and I was never thinking anything satanic or anything. I just you know I I didn't really watch the movies until maybe about a year or two ago. And I get to I get to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire and I'm like looking at Cedric Diggerty and I'm like is that Robert Pattinson? <laughs> True story. <laughs> but yeah, going back to Pokemon, um, yeah, the the most of the argument that I have read on on this Reddit feed is that it has to do with the fact that there is a cult like themes. Because there are some psychic and ghost characters. There's that whole thing that I said that it from another Reddit user where they argued about kids controlling monsters with gym badges. And then the evolution thing is the one I hear about the most, which I have a huge issue with because of one reason. Because you could not, you know, really, you can't do, you can't really hide from the evolution argument as much as you want to. In fact, there are actually, there are actually some users like this one called, it's a bunch of G's and R's, where, they wrote about how they were raised in a very conservative area, and that basically, basically, it was like all sorts of things were wrong. And I'll actually read this, read this blurb because this is this is interesting. I grew up in a very conservative Christian area. Basically, anything that was not based 100% on reality was demonic. My mother had some sort of logic that anything with unnatural powers was either an angel or a demon. Obviously, angelic things would promote God, so that meant any fantasy that wasn't obviously Christian. They used this person used Veggie Tales as an example, was a demon trying to steal my soul, and the demons that that the this Reddit user lists, which is stuff that really pisses me off because this is stuff from my childhood would be like the Disney movies that have all the magic in them which you know that ticks me off because one of my favorite Disney Disney bits was source, the Sorcerer's Apprentice sequence in Fantasia um you know Pokemon's listed the Fairy Barbie Dolls which I do not remember the Fairy Barbie Dolls And, of course, notebooks with unicorns on the cover, which I do remember, because I remember my sister having unicorn everything. And this person also said that their husband also grew up in the same area and wasn't even allowed to do things like, get this kid, watch the film adaptation of the popular children's book, Charlotte's Web, because of the evil Demonic, unnaturally speaking animals. So, yeah, that's insane. All right. So, is Pokemon evil? I had to kind of dig through a lot of stuff, and there, and you know, I'm going to say. Me, personally, I'm going to say that it's not evil, but there is actually, and I hate to say this, but there is actually a a blog by an evangelical that I am, I am actually kind of agreeing with this thing he wrote about Pokemon. It's... The the blog is called Millennial Evangelical, and it's written by an evangelical Christian who is named Chris Martin. No, not the guy from Coldplay. A different Chris Martin. He is originally from northern Indiana, and he... He even says this in his biography that he is a millennial. He was born in 1990, which is like right in the middle of the millennial generation. And he he says he, he says in his in his little about page, he says, "I grew up in northern Indiana on a steady diet of rugrats, GoldenEye 007 and Chicago Cubs baseball." And he says that he's evangelical. But the way he describes it is he talks about the four basic isms in evangelical Christianity, which is concer- conversionism, which is the belief that that needs that lives need to be transformed through a born-again experience and a lifelong process of following Jesus. I, I personally am not a subscriber of the born-again experience. So I might disagree with him on that. Activism, which which his idea of activism is maybe slightly different than mine. He describes activism as the expression and demonstration of the gospel in missionary and social reform efforts. Me, I just believe in social reform. <laughs> Biblicalism, which is I highly a high regard. For an obedience to the Bible as the ultimate authority. Which, for those of you that really want a good definition of it, it's... You know, I I knew somebody who was a pastor that once said this to me. Bible is basically an initialism that is basic instructions before leaving earth. So, yeah. I was going to say, this guy's... This guy's like kind of interesting, but that one, it, I guess the Catholics would probably be like, um, okay. <laughs> and crew, cru, cru Cru I don't even know how to pronounce this last one, but basically it's the whole thing where they say, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And here he he lists his credentials more as more as like you know he's he believes in these things he's married to to this woman he's known ever since the eighth grade they have they and you know he doesn't really say about kids he might have kids now, who knows but he says he says like he's an anomaly and And he's writing writing books, and he says he's pursuing a master's divinity at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, which is interesting. But anyway, so Chris Martin, who is the guy behind Millennial Evangelical, not the Chris Martin from Coldplay, as I said before, wrote an article on... July 2016 titled Is Pokémon Satanic. And basically it this this article begins with did the inventor of Pokémon actually say the game has satanic roots? And he he puts for his second sentence, no. The answer is no. There now. You don't have to scroll. Well, Mr. Martin I think I'm going to scroll. So. He. He's wrote a couple of. Articles about. About Pokemon. Because he makes reference to another. Blog post he wrote. Which was. Which was. A few. Like a couple of weeks. Before. This one. And you know. So he. He talks about it and he he does, he references an interview with and forgive me if I'm butchering this, Satuene Tajiri, who is the creator of Pokemon. And you know, in the interview he does admit that there was backlash against his Christian parents and this is basically the roots of the, is Pokemon satanic myth? The article, which was on a site called Play for Real. And, you know, the, the article is, the website is since gone, but Chris Martin was able to pull it up. And, you know, here, here the 2012 interview, it says, in a rare interview with Pokemon creator Satch... Satsui Tajiri again apologies if I butchered that he admits the games were created as a backlash against his Christian parents he also said the games were tailored towards an anti-Christian sentiment of Satanism and you know he talks about the rebellion he says about how he started to argue with the teachings that his parents had because he did not agree with them And, you know, so, so basically, he, he argues about that. And, but, here we go. Plot twist. Now, here, they play for real, which was the website. It is defunct. As of April 2017, you cannot find this website anywhere. Now, so basically, they found this this article. Time Magazine found this 2012 Play for Real article was fake news. You heard it right, kids. That whole thing that Tarjeri said was false. He never, ever, ever said it. He, now, Chris does put put reference to a 1999 Time magazine interview. Now, Time magazine, as we know, is more legit. And it was one that, that Time did with Targeri. And Basically, the quote, the quote, it um, was Time said that there was a preacher in the United States who said Pikachu is the devil. Here is the actual quote from Tarjeri that caused this twist in 2012. I never heard. Of that. I heard that there was a guy who criticized Harry Potter because of the magic, but I saw the author and she seemed really nice. The critic seemed like a grouchy, mean guy. Of course, fast forward 20 some years and J.K. Rowling is getting grief for anti transgender things. So Ultimate irony that Tijeri said that. But this is why I am saying evangelicals lighten the fuck up. And, you know, Millennial Evangelical, there is also another great article about this. And you can find this in a Google search if you Google why evangelicals don't like Pokemon. It's an article called Three Reasons Pastors Should Care About Pokemon Go. And, you know, it's it gives like three different things like how congregation is playing it. And he actually makes a suggestion that, you know, youth pastors should make a day of Pokemon Go, you know, drive out to a park or a town and, you know, play Pokemon. Saying that the church may be a location in the game, which is true. I mean, I mean, I, I live in a very small town. And when Pokemon was at its height, which was about a time frame between twenty six when it first came out and I'm going to say about 2017, 2018 I would see I could go past a couple of churches in my town and I would see people standing there about to do raids I remember I would play with my sister and we would drive around town and I would be like Hey, there's a Pikachu over by the PokeStop by that church. So yeah, yeah, the church may be a location in the game, and it says it may provide your church with ways to live on to live on mission. Which, you know, he he talks about it in reference to a class he was taking called Introduction to Evangelism. I personally, you know, as somebody who majored in communications, I can really say that this is not only because of that, but also a really great PR strategy. There's actually a picture he put on here of from a church that was their sign, which said, we are a pokey stop, get supplies outside, find Jesus inside, which I don't necessarily know if I fully agree with that in fact deep down I kind of don't because I don't like I don't like people force feeding shit like that but you know it is a clever PR strategy so you know like the the communications major in me is basically thinking of it as clever PR but the but you know, the former the former evangelical turned Catholic in me is looking at it and is like, um, guys. Little too overboard, don't you think? And, you know, so so yeah, it it's insane. I mean, bad enough bad enough kids are being told being told not to do certain things to begin with. But seriously, is, is it wrong for kids to play this game? Absolutely not. I mean, and you know what? If you're an evangelical and you are against Pokemon Go, um, here's a couple takeaways. One, they're just fictitious characters. I actually said this with a lot of things, and I'm going to say it with this. If you are so hung up on a fictitious character and the image they may or may not portray, then you, my friend, need to seriously rethink your life. I think the last time I said that was when people tried to say Tinky Winky from the Teletubbies was gay because he he was purple and carried a purse when it was really like a like some kind of bag that he had. I forgot what it was. It's been so long since I since I heard that argument, but Google it. Um, but yeah, it, if you are so hung up on that, then you really need to re-examine your life. Secondly, I personally think and if you want to know what that doot thing was, I just turned off the Bluetooth on my laptop. So that was my Amazon Echo being like, hey your Bluetooth shut off. Well anyway. Secondly, I seriously think that this is a way of evangelicals trying to instigate mind control. And to be honest with you, I never saw such mind control. And I'm a Roman Catholic. And allegedly, they are known for mind control. But I have never saw such mind control like I do with the evangelicals. So, yeah, that, that's my second little beef. And, you know, I mean, if you don't like the, the expression evolution, you can look at it another way. Like, say, you could, you could say the Pokemon matured or they grew because that's basically what evolution is, a maturing and growing, if you will. And let me raise this argument. I don't understand why evangelicals have a big deal with evolution. Because I get I get creationism. I understand creationism, but if you think about it, evangelicals the you know, creationism, if God gave that whole thing of creation, if God created every living thing, wouldn't you think that God also gave every living thing the ability to produce into something else? Like, I'm not necessarily saying we come from Apes. I mean, yeah, there has been proof that we do have some links between between apes because of you know the whole thing with primates, which which of course you can read about anywhere. Um, but think about it, because because there are different different things that you could see okay this is what is what one version of it looks like this is what another version looks like and growth in a way is a form of evolution I mean maturity going from child to adult can be a form of evolution so Don't think of evolution just as Darwin's origin of the species, Evangelicals. Think of it as, you know, growing. So yeah, Evangelicals, you guys have it wrong. Seriously. And that, it wraps up Season 1 of Diary of an Exvangelical. I'm going to be taking a little break for, for the holiday season. I will be picking this back up in January. And we will be going into season two, which will be Evangelical Secrets and Lies. And it's going to be about the the little lies that evangelicals tell you. Like, like what they say about God. Catholics for instance God I could do I could do a whole episode on that I also want to do this to kind of point out to people who are ex-evangelical that the you know with the stuff you guys say about religion in general it's not necessarily all religions suck it's just You were told all religions suck. And you were were taught in a way that made you want to become an atheist or deconstruct to the point of atheist or agnostic. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully this can next season can also be used as a deprogrammer for some of you. And as always, the podcast is written, produced, and researched by me, yours truly. And we are hosted by Anchor. Log on to anchor.fm to get your own podcast hosted. By default, Anchor puts your podcast on Spotify, but also gives you the ability to go with other hosts. For instance, Diary of an Exvangelical can be listened to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at exvangelical267. I am also on Instagram at lifeofmarie267 and I will hopefully be getting my Facebook up and going soon. Facebook locked me out because of a debate I got into with an ex-evangelical, which I will probably be talking about next season. So until then, peace be with you, and I will see you guys in 2022.